Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Mark Cuban. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you're not, if you don't pay attention to detail on the little things, you're not going to be in the habit of paying attention to detail for the big things. Ken Griffey Jr. Hey, he wears his hat backwards. Well, I wear my hat backwards because my dad had a fro and I wanted to wear his hat. And if I put his hat on at age six and, you know, he's got a eight and a half and I got like a little five, it's not going to really stay on my head. Jeannie Buss. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. It's good to see everybody. John Smoltz. If you don't have the imagination and the willingness to fail or not being afraid to fail, I don't think you can be truly great. Candace Parker. I have had so much hope for this generation coming up that I've grown up with women in sports, in leadership roles, on television, speaking about sports, speaking knowledgeably about sports. How Gasol. To me, all the work that I've done, all the humanitarian work that I've done has always given me great perspective, has allowed me to keep my feet on the ground and uh, has really put and reminded me what's truly important. Damian Lillard. That was for Seattle. (laughs) (laughs) Just to name a few. Welcome to Sports Business Radio. Now, here's Brian Berger. Well, thanks for joining us on this Super Bowl edition of Sports Business Radio. Always enjoy doing these editions leading into the Super Bowl. Hopefully lots of good information for you on our show this week. Peter O'Reilly, the NFL Executive Vice President of Club Business and League Events. He's been with me every year for the last several years. He is the executive with the NFL tasked with running the Super Bowl, the Pepsi Halftime Show, all that comes along with running the Super Bowl. This is a very big job. He's going to join me on our show this week, give us a great behind-the-scenes look that only he can do on Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles between the Bengals and the Rams. I am scheduled to be there. I'm joined by executive producer Brian Griggs. Griggs, how are you? I'm doing good. And besides the top 10 of the year SBR show, this is probably my favorite, the Super Bowl lead-in show with Peter. He's always solid. We learn all kinds of little tidbits about the big day and uh, just a fun show. He's always got great information. So fun interview. Yeah. I mean, running the Super Bowl is next level logistic planning and, you know, there's no one who does it better than Peter O'Reilly. And he is doing another great job this year. Last year, we talked to him before the Super Bowl in Tampa. Obviously, there were only about 22,000 fans there because of COVID. This year, it should be a packed house. Uh, we'll get into ticket prices and, you know, how this is really going to be a record setting Super Bowl for ad buys and ticket prices because it is in LA and just because of inflation. But we'll get into that in a moment. Griggs, We're excited to announce a multi-year partnership with Underdog Fantasy is the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app with investors that include Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, Nas, Future, and Jared Goff. The partnership activation with us is going to include incorporating Underdog Fantasy as a thought leader in the gaming space within our podcast and our other 
platform. So I'm really excited to be working with Underdog Fantasy. You and I have already kind of tested out the app and it is so much fun. And, you know, I think we'll tell our listeners in a moment about some things we're doing around Super Bowl. But, you know, we've gotten on there. They've got a game called Pick'em. They've got a game called Rivals. They've got Drafts. And it's just a lot of fun. And we've enjoyed it. And I'm so excited that this is going to be a multi-year partnership because we like those types of long-term partnerships. And Underdog Fantasy, like I said, the fastest growing fantasy app. So we're excited to be working with them. Yeah, I mean, it, it's already so fun. Just jumping on the app is super user-friendly, easy to, to understand. Picks are right there. You just you know hit a button, hit a button over under. You set up your teams, your draft. It's just, it's just been really fun. And it's, uh, it's so easy to do. I love, too, that you can just jump on there. Say there's a you know, 76ers game tonight. You want to jump on there and pick some picks. Boom, you got the game tonight. You can watch the game with a little bit of different incentives. So it's been really fun. So anyone who is a fan of sports can pick it up and play. It's super easy, very clean and easy to use interface. You can go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app on iOS or Android. They offer best ball fantasy drafts without any in-season management. Like I said, they offer a pick'em game. We're going to get into that in a moment, but you can get 20 times your money in a single night. And here's the best part, Griggs. This is something special for Sports Business Radio podcast listeners. New users get up to $100 matched on their first deposit when they use the code SBR, like Sports Business Radio. So we use the code. We signed up. We got an extra 100 bucks in our account, and you can do that as well. So again, head to underdogfantasy.com or download their app from the App Store or Google Play Store and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 when you use the promo code SBR. So, all right, the big game is coming up, the Super Bowl. Griggs, I'm going to give you and our listeners a few of my Pick'em and Rivals picks. So, again, they've got Pick'em, which is a lot of fun, which basically you're picking over-unders uh, on different things, and then Rivals. So, for Pick'em, I'm going Cooper Cup. 107 and a half yards of receiving. I think he's going to have over 107 and a half yards of receiving in the Super Bowl. They've got a special on Joe Burrow. I love when they do this. They basically give you one of the picks for free over on Joe Burrow one yard passing. Do we think Joe Burrow's going to have more than one yard passing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's like a gimme. That's like free money right there that are they're giving to our listeners. And all you have to do on pick them, you just have to pick two correctly on the over under. So there's one right there. Just pick one more and you can turn, you know, three times your profit. So then I'm going to go over on Jamar Chase, 78 and a half yards receiving. I think he's going to have a big game. And then I'm going to go over 0.5 touchdown receptions for Jamar Chase. So all you have to do is catch a touchdown, and I've hit the over on that. On my rivals picks, before we get to your picks, Griggs, I'm going Matthew Stafford to have more interceptions than Joe Burrow. He's been prone to throwing interceptions this year. And then I'm going Joe Mixon, minus 12.5 yards rushing and receiving against Cam Akers. So again, with their rivals picks on Underdog Fantasy, you can pit two players against each other. In this case, Joe Mixon is minus 12 and a half yards rushing and receiving against Cam Akers. I think Cincinnati's going to run the ball a lot. And I think that's how they're going to try and offset that really good defensive line of the Rams by running. Because if they just pass a lot, 
that that front four is going to sit back and rush the quarterback all day. And we saw how that worked for Joe Burrow against the Titans when he was sacked nine times. So those are my picks, Griggs. Give me your pick them and your rivals picks. Yeah, so on the Rams side of the ball, I have Matthew Stafford over 5.5 rushing yards. So I think okay. he's I think he's going to get a little bit of rushing in the game. And then uh, Cooper Cup, I have him over uh, his longest pass play of 30.5, longest reception uh, yeah, that's a good one. in yardage. Yeah, that'll be good. And then on the Bengals side, Joe Burrow, I'm going over 12.5 rushing yards in the whole game. And then Jamar Chase, over six receptions in the game. And then on the rivals, I actually did the similar to one you did with the uh, interception ratio of one, or what was it one? I think it was one. Anyways, mine is flip-flopped. I have Joe Burrow throwing more picks than uh, than Stafford in the rivals. Yeah. My second rival is plus 12.5 Cam Akers uh, outrushing receiving Joe Mixon. Okay, so you kind of went against me on the rivals. You you went against yeah. both of mine. And don't forget in the pick it's a freebie. Take Joe Burrow over on the one passing yard. And this is what I love. Like the other night they had James Harden over one point. You know, James Harden's going to score more than one point. So again, they're giving you a freebie and all you have to do is pick two correctly on the pick and you win money. So, you know, this is a really great thing. And again, they're a long-term partner. Now they're our official gaming partner of sports business radio. Head to underdogfantasy.com or download their app from the App Store, Google Play Store. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 when you use the promo code SBR. And Griggs, look, if you've listened to Sports Business Radio long enough, which I know our listeners have, you know that we talk to founders, investors, entrepreneurs. So one of the things I always look for in a partner is Who are the investors? Who's behind this company? And when you've got investors like Mark Cuban, Kevin Durant, Adam Schefter, and others involved with Underdog Fantasy, that was all I needed to hear. And I love the ease of their game. And we just made our picks. I hope our listeners download the app or go to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SBR. We're going to be doing drafts with our listeners. We might do some pickums and some rivals with our listeners and on social media. So uh, it's going to be really fun. And I'm looking forward to the next couple of years with Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, you know, and I think I mentioned it earlier too. I just love how it kind of gives you a rooting, uh, you know, in- insight into the game. You've got something to root for because you've got to pick them. You got some money on this. You got a fantasy team on this, so it makes the games kind of more fun to watch because you've got a little bit more writing on it. So I enjoy that. Yeah, and and I love the fact. Look, you know, I'm not a huge gambler, but if I want to put five bucks down on something just to make the games interesting to watch, I can do that. You know, I'm not gonna uh, go broke spending five bucks on some things here and there. And and it, like you said, it makes it interesting and it's a lot of fun. So uh, we are super thrilled to have Underdog Fantasy on board as the official gaming partner of Sports Business Radio. All right, let's get into some stats around Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. And before we do that, the NFL sponsorship revenue this past year grew 12% from $1.62 billion to $1.8 billion. So the league continues to grow. The Super Bowl winning team will make $150,000 per player. The losing team makes $75,000 per player. The average ticket price for the Super Bowl in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium, Griggs, you want to take a guess? Average, I'd say, I have no, uh, 15,000. 
A little bit less, uh, right okay. towards 11000 So, um, you know, that would make it the most expensive average ticket price ever for a Super Bowl. And again, you know, pandemic last year, you couldn't have full capacity. Cincinnati hasn't been in this game in 33 years. The Rams are hosting at home and you're in L.A. where they've got money and the celebs want to be seen at the game. And so that you add all those things up and it adds up to eleven thousand dollars as the average ticket price. So it is not cheap. But Griggs, speaking of not cheap, if you want a suite at SoFi for the Super Bowl, the most expensive suite to date, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a suite. At the Super Bowl in Miami in February of 2020. That's according to the NFL and Sportico. But this year, the NFL says they've already sold multiple suites of more than a million dollars. So you've already broken the record for a single suite at a Super Bowl, a million dollars, Griggs. Is that where you're going to be sitting? Oh, you know it. Yeah, 50-yard line suite. That's me and my buddies. Can you imagine, though, like, hey, call up your buddies. Hey, we got a suite at the Super Bowl. Guy's like, how much is the buy-in? Oh, it's a couple hundred thousand each person. <laughs> I mean, that's just crazy. Okay, so average ticket price on pace to be a record. Price of a suite, a million dollars. Then the cost of a Super Bowl commercial. Griggs, the first Super Bowl in 1967. Care to take a guess how much a 30-second ad cost for the Super Bowl? 30 seconds in 1967. What do you think? 15000 a little bit more than that, $42,500 for a Super Bowl spot in 1967. This year, NBC has been sold out for months. There are going to be some spots that top $7 million. The average price will be closer to $6 million. And then as you and I have said many times on this show, that's just for the ad time. The six or seven million dollars. That's not for having some celebrities in your spot, the cost to produce your spot. You can probably tack another five to ten million dollars on based on what celebrity you're using in your spot. Are you using celebrities? How much production is used for your spot? I mean, some of these spots look like movie trailers now. So when it all adds up, you could be spending close to $20 million for a 30-second Super Bowl spot. Who has placed the most ads over the last decade? Bud Light, 26 Super Bowl spots. Doritos, 19. Budweiser, 18. T-Mobile, 17. Coca-Cola, 16. Hyundai, 14. GoDaddy, 12. Kia, 12. And Tide, 11. Those are the most frequent Super Bowl advertisers over the last decade. So, Griggs, we started at 42500 in 1967. This year, 2022, $7 million for Super Bowl ads. That is called inflation. Just a tad, yeah. But like you said, I mean, it's, it's the production now. It's everything's in 4K. It's the filming crews. It's the celebrities. You can spend six figures on just a song you use in the background of the commercial. I mean, it's, it's incredible. But, you know, you got 100 million plus people watching this stuff. I mean, you see why people spend the money because you're going to get more viewers in that, you know, four-hour time window than you'll get all year. Yeah, I mean, 100 million viewers is usually the target. The record, 115 million for the Super Bowl in Arizona a few years ago that featured the Patriots and the Seahawks in a game that came down to the end. Okay, last year, nearly a half a billion, not a million, half a billion dollars was bet legally on Super Bowl 55 between the Bucks 
and the Chiefs. This year's Super Bowl is expected to top that. First of all, there are more states with legalized gambling this year, including New York and mobile gambling and Mattress Mac, the guy who usually places bets on the Houston Astros to win the World Series. Griggs, he has placed a $4.5 million mobile bet through Caesars on the Cincinnati Bengals, on the money line. So he's got the Bengals to win the game outright, $4.5 million dollars. What do you think? Yeah, I think I, if he wins that, I think there's they're estimating it'll be seven and a half million. I think he'll win. So it's a pretty good if yeah. he can win it, it's gonna be a good payout. Yeah, of course. If he can win it, if he loses, he's out four and a half million dollars. So he <laughs> took the underdog, but last year Tampa Bay was the underdog at home. So underdog won last year. Maybe that will be the case this year. We're gonna get to our Super Bowl picks in a moment. But Griggs, at the beginning of the season, the Bengals were plus 10,000 to win the Super Bowl in some sports books. And during the course of the season, you could have gotten them as high as plus 15,000. So this is a long shot making it to the Super Bowl. And if anyone was smart enough to put money down on the Bengals at the beginning of the season, boy, you know, they've got their uh, fingers crossed and that could be worth a lot of money to them come Sunday. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, you, you, the NFL is so good. You just begin the year, you, this team might not look good, this team might not look good, but man, if they just click at the right time and peak like the Rams and Burrow and his crew have done, here we are in the Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, teams that the Rams, I know, were a little more of a favorite, but Bengals weren't, and here they are in the Super Bowl. So it's crazy. All right, Griggs, before we get to our interview with Peter O'Reilly, NFL Executive Vice President of Club Business and League Events, I need your pick for the Super Bowl with the score. Who are you picking? So because the Bengals were my surprise team back before playoffs, you and me, I had on the show, I picked the Bengals to, to squeak in and they're in. So I got to pick them to win this game. It's going to be a high scoring. They'll win it with a field goal, walk off field goal, 34-31 over the Rams. Ooh, 34-31. I like that. You know what? Uh, I like McPherson too, their field goal kicker. And I have more faith in him than Gay, the field goal kicker of the Rams. I also think that the Bengals are going to come in loose for this game and no one expected them to be here. And then the biggest thing of all is Joe Burrow is 11 and O in these types of games, winner take all games, whether it's high school, college, or in the NFL, this guy just does not lose in these types of games. I don't know. You know, he's got ice in his veins, as they say, Joe Burr. And uh, I'm going to pick, the Bengals as well. I'm going to go 27-24. I think it's going to be a good game. I do think that the Rams rush is going to cause all kinds of problems for the Bengals, but I do think the Bengals, like I said earlier, and that's why I'm going with the Joe Mixon bet on underdog fantasy. I think they're going to give us a heavy dose of Joe Mixon, and that's going to offset the rush. And then they're also going to do a lot of screens and bubble passes and things like that to try and throw things off. And then as we've seen with Jamar Chase, if you get that guy in a slant or in the open field, he's faster than anyone in the league not named uh, Tyreek Hill. So when he gets in the open field, goodbye. And you know when the lights are the brightest, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase come to play. So I do think that the Bengals are going to shock the world. I think Mattress Mac is going to win himself some money. And I'm taking the Bengals as well, Griggs. Yeah, I just think they are that Jamar Chase uh, Burrow connection is 
pretty fascinating. And like you said, I think if, if the Rams try to double up that, you're going to have Mixon in the screen game. They have a lot of options, and Burrow has just been on target. So I think, uh, I think we're going to see a Bengals win after 33 years. It's going to be fun. All right. So on next week's edition of Sports Business Radio, I will give a recap of my trip to Los Angeles. I've got lots of things planned during my time in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see, you know, you got to give, I tweeted this out, uh, Stan Kroenke, the owner of the Rams. I know he's been maligned in some areas, but this guy pushed all of his poker chips to the middle of the table a few years back. He got the Rams in Los Angeles. He built SoFi Stadium. He spent a lot of money on this roster He went out and acquired Matthew Stafford and OBJ and Vaughn Miller. And now his team is hosting the Super Bowl. So, you know, to this point, we'll see how it plays out Sunday. His risk has the potential of paying a big reward for the Rams. But, you know, you got to give him credit. He went all in, pushed the poker chips to the middle of the table and said, I'm going to try and win the Super Bowl and I'm going to do it while we're hosting it. And so far, and, you know, to be able to host the Super Bowl and have your team playing in it, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think in major sports leagues, I think you see more times than not, this is what you have to do. You have to spend the money. You have to put the the coaching staff together. You have to put the teams together, the big stadiums. I mean, that just that really does help you get to where you want to be. But uh, we'll see if they can pull it out and get the the big, huge win. And uh, yeah, what a, what a year it'd be for him and the team. So the last thing we'll mention on last week's show, we speculated, along with many, that Tom Brady may be hanging... His cleats up after 22 years, he did so. So Tom Brady is officially retired. We'll go more in depth about that on a future show. But uh, what a career, Griggs, for Tom Brady. And, uh, you know, I think the next act is going to be pretty darn impressive. He's done a nice job uh, preparing himself for post-career. I think if a TV network comes along, he could probably get 20 to $25 million annually and probably name the terms of his agreement like the Manning brothers have done. Um, so it's going to be interesting to watch the future for Tom Brady, but I'll tell you the NFL, it's going to seem a little different without the goat. Sure is. I mean, like him or not like him, he is just the masterful on, on the grass. I mean, he knows what to do. He's a likable person. I think, like you said, if some network can sign him up as a, as an analyst or something, he he's so funny. He's engaging. We've seen it on his uh, recent Twitter stuff, uh, likable guy, fun guy off the field too. So I think he's got a good future with something in the NFL for sure. All right, one more reminder. This edition of Sports Business Radio is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the fastest-growing fantasy app. They are our new official gaming partner. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download their app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 when you use the promo code SBR. All right, coming up next, Peter O'Reilly. NFL Executive Vice President of Club Business and League Events. I love when he comes in and gives us a behind the scenes of the Super Bowl. You will find this fascinating. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. My guest is Peter O'Reilly. He's the Executive Vice President of Club Business and League Events for the NFL. You can follow him on Twitter at PL O'Reilly. This is one of my favorite conversations of the year. Peter is gracious enough to join us to preview the upcoming Super Bowl. Peter, how are you? Doing great, Brian. Thanks for having me. I uh, enjoy this every year as well. So this one feels bigger. This is Los Angeles, the first Super Bowl in SoFi Stadium. 
you know, Los Angeles wanted NFL back for so long, and now the Rams are playing in this game. Just give me a general sense of how you're feeling about this Super Bowl. Uh, it, it does feel big. It, it felt big before um, the Rams got in the game because because of L.A., because we haven't been back here for Super Bowl in nearly 30 years, um, because of the way that this, this market is energized around football with two teams back in the market. And as you said, just a, an incredible stadium and campus in, in the SoFi Stadium campus. So it feels big, feels different. We're excited. And then um, clearly you go 54 years without a home team in the Super Bowl, and then we do it in back-to-back years. You throw in the first ever uh, championship game in a host club stadium, which we uh, which we just went through. Um, it's it's got us on our toes, and we are we are you know gearing up and working hard to be ready on every front. But it, it, it it's a big one for sure, Brian. Now I know you like to get in early to the stadium and the campus to prepare, but like you just said, NFC Championship was in SoFi Stadium. You've got the Super Bowl coming up in the same venue. How has that put you on your toes, as you say? Uh, it, it's been, it has been, we, you know, we prepare for these scenarios. Obviously, when you when you start out and play in this game, you know, you've got, in this case, two teams. So you kind of have double the chance of them hosting a playoff game. So as you said, not only do we just get through an NFC Championship game, there's also a wild card here. So typically we'll come in in the first, you know, few days of the new year and start building out um, the campus. Uh, so we've had to pause that. So a lot of the work gets compacted into these these two weeks we're in right now. But a huge testament to our team, the entire NFL uh, events team and the broader family, the, our partners like Populous and Fan and PPW, they've done they've gotten creative. We've fabricated a lot of things uh, that haven't been installed in the stadium yet. And now we're in that mode. Uh, if you might have noticed in the NFC Championship broadcast yesterday, there's some Super Bowl decor inside and out the, outside the stadium that's already in place, and now we go full tilt on, uh, on polishing it all off. Let's talk about seating capacity, because from what I read, so it's 70,000 for a Rams or a Chargers game at SoFi, but for events like the Super Bowl, it looks like SoFi can expand to 100,000. So what's seating capacity going to be for this Super Bowl? Yeah, we'll be we'll be fairly similar, Brian, to what a uh, to what a regular season game or playoff game is in there. We want to create a great experience. There's uh, you know there's opportunities for some standing room, but I think this is this is about creating you know that that special experience for the fans who are in there, making sure that um, the experience getting around and and you know experiencing the stadium is really smooth. So we'll be you know, with some puts or takes here and there, given that we build out for international broadcasters in there, right around where we were for the NFC Championship game the other day. So we will be, that said, we will be using the campus in a lot of uh, meaningful ways throughout the week in ways we haven't before, with NFL Honors being uh, this year's Thursday night live from the YouTube Theater, which is the 6,000-seat performance venue attached to SoFi there. And you'll have more... Um, energy and broadcasters, including NBC, very present on that campus throughout the week with their primetime Olympic coverage uh, coming coming out of SoFi and that campus by the lake there. So capacity around on par with those regular season games, but that campus will be uh, laid out in a way that has never been laid out before. 
So in the past, we've talked about 17.5% of the tickets go to each team participating in the Super Bowl, 25% to the rest of the league's teams. The NFL has a pool of tickets, and then the host city gets about 5% of the tickets. Is that still roughly the breakdown of ticket allocation? That's roughly the breakdown. And this year, um, a unique situation with two clubs in the market. So uh, the Rams and Chargers get their non-participating allocation and then you layer on that five percent and they get split so they they end up splitting um that host allocation and then uh, obviously the the rams in the game will get uh, the participating team allocation in addition to their uh, their host club allocation but we look to be in this the bylaws are in place around this at the league even though uh, it hasn't happened uh, until last year, and last year was clearly anomalous with a uh, limited capacity Super Bowl. We look to make the ticket allocations uh, equitable between the two participating teams, even if the host club is in the game. But your numbers are generally right. This year is just a little bit of a unique one because you've got two host clubs, and then you've got a host club who's actually in the game. Well, so there's a lot of factors here, too. A, the Super Bowl is always a hot ticket. B, like you said, the Super Bowl is back in Los Angeles for the first time in many, many years. Cincinnati hasn't been in the Super Bowl in 33 years. So you have all of these circumstances. And, Peter, it looks like it adds up to the most expensive ticket in Super Bowl history. It's going to be a really tough ticket to get. Uh, I think that's right. I will, we'll certainly see. Uh, you were seeing just uh... – you know, on the heels of the championship games, uh, really strong interest as you would expect from from Cincinnati and uh, Bengals fans wanting to to be a part of the Super Bowl. It's been a while, um, and then certainly the energy here in LA is uh, is off the charts. And I was fortunate enough to be in SoFi for the NFC Championship game and felt the energy in there and the excitement. So I think it's going to be a uh, certainly a tough ticket. And you know, from our perspective, as you know, Brian, we want to. There's the game, and then we, we want to build out the week. So trying to make the other elements around Super Bowl as accessible as possible, like Super Bowl experience, so fans who uh, may not be able to be on so in SoFi Stadium on game day can still be part of Super Bowl week. Let's talk about all the other elements. So Super Bowl experience, that's in downtown L.A. at the convention center, correct? That's right. So Super Bowl experience presented by our partner Lowe's is uh, is at the – Los Angeles Convention Center, right in LA Live downtown. So that'll be one hub of activity that downtown, and that opens uh, on the Saturday before Super Bowl, so the uh, the fifth of February. And that we really have looked to make accessible. That's a twenty dollar ticket. Kids twelve and under are free. Um, and that event, it's a, it's a great space for it. And there's 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 so many elements that get added every year, and it's involved a ton since. Uh, what was year two of Super Bowl experience back in the, back in 1993 when the Super Bowl was last year. So it, uh, it's just such a different beast when you think about the amount of players and activities and Lombardi Trophy and the rings and all of the things that are part of that. And, and we may get to this, but I want to certainly underscore what what is part of all of our planning and has been over the last two years is doing all these things safely and doing them with the right protocols in place to make sure that fans um, can experience them. We've worked so closely with the LA County Department of Public Health, who have been great partners. So for all of these events, it'll be either a, a vaccine verification or a negative test within 28 or 48 hours, depending on whether that's an antigen or a PCR test and uh, mass requirements. And I think we've we've proven with our partners 
that we can do these things safely. And we're leaning into it as well. Down at the convention center at Super Bowl Experience, we'll have working with the county a vaccination clinic on site there. So if you come down and you're not fully vaccinated, you can get a first, second or birth booster shot and actually then get a free ticket into the experience. So um, part of the, the backdrop of, of certainly the world we continue to live in, but know that we can do these things safely with great partners. Yeah, Peter, you guys have done an amazing job. I mean, you've basically gone uninterrupted during a pandemic, which I don't think anyone else has done. So remarkable job by you guys. So Super Bowl experience in downtown L.A. Radio Row is in downtown L.A. And then Media Day is virtual. Is that right? Yeah, what we're doing for for what's now been been named Super Bowl opening night uh, presented by our partner Gatorade, they – the teams will are still this is uh, right on the heels of the championship games being uh, finalized. So we're still finalizing uh, when the when the Bengals will be in town. But because for those uh, obviously the Rams are already in town and they will be uh, they will be practicing locally. But for that Monday night, we will be doing the the media component of that virtually. The all of the the access we did that last year quite successfully with the game down in Tampa made the, the players available. Um, there's a, there'll be a show that night on NFL network, a Super Bowl opening night show, NFL network and ESPN. And then those media availabilities will be pushed out over our social platforms. The one thing, Brian, that we're adding this year that we're really excited about um, and we're able to do is in addition to those virtual media availabilities on the Monday, we're creating fan rallies in in the two markets that will really set the tone for the week. Hmm. We missed that last year because we typically do Super Bowl opening night with fans in there and they can be close to what is that spectacle of, of media night or opening night. So we'll be working with the Rams and the Bengals to do events on Monday evening that will allow fans to safely come in and kind of a pep rally atmosphere with, with players and coaches to um, to fire up their fans and, and kind of create a send-off event. Obviously, in the case of the Rams, they're they're being... They're not being sent off. So excited for those. That'll be woven into the broadcasts on NFL Network and ESPN that Monday night. Um, So excited to add that element into it. Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. One of the biggest parts of Super Bowl is the Pepsi halftime show. Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Snoop Dogg, uh, Kendrick Lamar. You've got some real stars taking part in this one. It's fitting again. It's in Los Angeles, one of the entertainment capitals of the world. But uh, I've seen all the teases and the commercials, and this looks like it's going to be pretty big as well. It is. We, we are very, very excited for the Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show. This is, this is going to be big. We've got, um, obviously, an incredible lineup that you, that you laid out there. We've got a great partner in, in Rock Nation and uh, you know, an incredible producer in his second year of the show and Jesse Collins, and it's coming together really well. As you referenced that trailer that, uh, that, that Pepsi released the other, the other day, um, is pretty epic. It really captures, yeah. um, what, what Dr. Dre and is putting together here and really pulling together, um, so many great stars that he has direct ties to and, and telling a really powerful story that has, you know, LA, you know, such strong LA roots to it. So they are in, they're in rehearsals now. Um, we'll, uh, we'll move into the stadium as we get closer and rehearse there, but it is, it's going to be a pretty special one that people should not, uh, should not miss. I'll just say that for sure. Okay. One of the things people always wonder about the halftime show, 
are there going to be special cameos? I know you're not going to tell me who it might be, but do you think we might see some cameos in the halftime show as well? Oh, you are so right that I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of what makes it intriguing to watch, right? It does, but we will we will leave it at that. Um, but it is a uh, I, I would I would encourage people to, uh, to 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 be there obviously early for some great moments in the pregame through the game, and then halftime is going to be countless. All right, let's talk about NBC. They're your TV partner. They've done this many times. They're pros at this, but. For our audience, when you're working with one of the networks on Super Bowl, like NBC this year, what's your process with them leading into the game itself? Yeah, it's great. We, we um, our broadcast team, led by uh, Han Schroeder and, and Ani Bose and, and the team of the broadcast team, we worked so closely with them and with NBC for literally multiple years leading up to a game and kind of the staggered way where we're working on the game ahead of us and then with an eye towards a future game. Um, as we're doing with Arizona for next year. So um, NBC, just, you know, a, a, a veteran team um, with Fred Gidelli and Drew Escoff and the team at NBC in terms of um, their vision for how to make the Super Bowl come to life in really uh, amazing ways. And that's certainly on game day, which we've got an incredible canvas in SoFi Stadium, but also in the whole lead up for the week. And they will have um, a big presence, as I said before, across all of their shows, whether that's nightly news, as I mentioned, the Olympic coverage, um, and really weaving in this this unique window that they're in, um, as they've described it, kind of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity of the Super Bowl being on the bridge weekend of the of the Winter Games. So the, the process is a, is an incredibly collaborative one. We are on in, in these days, you know, daily conversations, but for months have been on regular weekly calls just to make sure we're in full sync and um, they're they are fully ready to go. Obviously, like everything on our operations side, the, the Fox trucks pulled out of the NFC Championship game and the NBC trucks were, were staged and ready to go to, to take over and build out the compound, which is massive. So that's never happened before either, but we had uh, we had the right dance going to make that happen in the championship games. You mentioned NFL honors moving from Saturday to Thursday. It's in the YouTube theater there on the SoFi Stadium campus. Is this something we're going to see going forward? Is NFL honors now going to be on Thursday instead of Saturday, or did you move it because NBC also has the Winter Olympic coverage? Um, I think we'll see how it goes this year. Our team and, and Brian Rolap and Mark Menzel and the team really worked through um, this. This would be the right year to move to Thursday night for NFL honors, um, both given that we're, you know, Thursday, obviously a really strong TV night um, and an opportunity to, to really engage a, a lot of fans on that Thursday night. We're in L.A., where there's clearly a lot of celebrity star power. You've got a lot of players who are in town early. So the ability to create a really special show on that Thursday night um, and then then go from there. So I think uh, a strong chance, you know, pending a successful year this year that we would continue moving forward with that. Obviously, as you mentioned, NBC has Olympics in prime time on, uh, on that Thursday night. So our other great partner, ABC, will be will be broadcasting honors this year. So they're stepping in, ABC, also simulcast on NFL Network and ESPN Plus. So um really excited for the Thursday night model and, and obviously the first time it's been on the campus. So you'll really have that feel, the red carpet leading up to SoFi and the YouTube theater 
um, and an opportunity to be right there on the campus a few nights before the game. I want to go back to Super Bowl experience. I know each city kind of has their signature experience that's kind of true to the city. Give us a flavor for what we might see at Super Bowl experience in downtown LA. Yeah, it's an interesting one because we've, uh, we've, you know, we've kind of merged what's been over the years kind of Super Bowl live where you've done things and you've seen the, you know, kind of the, the toboggan in Times Square right. or, or other things along those lines. We've now really merged both, both those efforts into kind of one downtown footprint. So I think what, um, what you'll see around Super Bowl experiences and, and those people and you're familiar with LA Live really taking over this downtown footprint, both inside and outside the convention center. Um, and you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of kind of, even in the style guide of how this, this Super Bowl has come to life, a lot of that's that kind of LA feel to it, um, will come through, but it'll be this, this hub of activity down here between Super Bowl experience, the Bud Light Super Bowl music fest that will be taking place at what is now crypto.com arena, um, and an incredible center of gravity. And then just kind of connected to your point. We've really leaned into the Hollywood element. We've been working with um, Hollywood and movie poster designers to create really cool um, imagery to capture the previous seven Super Bowls in L.A. in a way that kind of portrays them as blockbuster movies and then doing one as well for this year's game and for the two teams in the game. So those are both going to be downtown as well as spread out in, in a large scale across the city. Um, kind of scavenger hunt like for fans to find and show. So um, there will be a lot of uh, a lot of star power and a lot of elements around Super Bowl experience for, for you know all fans, but certainly for young fans and families has been a key to make sure they have access to a part of Super Bowl. So as you mentioned earlier, this is the second year in a row where the Super Bowl is being played in the city where the host team plays. So last year Tampa Bay, this year Los Angeles, and. I'm wondering, what does that mean for the opposing team? Last year, Kansas City. This year, Cincinnati. How is it different for them? Is it like a true road game for them where they're staying in the Super Bowl hotel? And, you know, are the Rams staying in a hotel? Are they coming to the game from home? How does that work? Yeah, I won't uh, fully reveal their plans, but, uh, you know, the Rams will obviously be leveraging their own training facility uh, to work out. And then, you know, we'll... We'll, we'll treat it as a, you know, most teams, even when they're home or in a, in a hotel the night before the game. So that, that model will, will likely remain true for the Rams. And then working through with the Bengals now, what their schedule is and, and how that will come to life, which will be more similar to a, to a, a traditional, um, Super Bowl week, obviously cognizant of, of doing that safely in the, in a COVID environment. And I think, you know, as we worked through last year with the Buccaneers, um, but obviously that was a little bit of a different Super Bowl because we didn't have some of the, the full-fledged elements to it. It is, at the end of the day, the Super Bowl is a, is a neutral site game. So that's something that we work through with the two teams in these days ahead around the way the game is presented in the stadium. We've, uh, in recent years, we've brought in rituals from the two teams in a way that was equitable because you want that energy, fans want that, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, this year, and we worked through that last year in Tampa with uh, the Cannon, which is their signature element, but wanted to be, uh, you know, very equitable with the Chiefs to make sure that that was uh, 
again, an equitable situation. We'll do the same with the, with the Bengals and the Rams as we work through that leading up to the game. As we alluded to earlier, Los Angeles is the entertainment capital of the world. I can't even imagine your phone and these stars that are calling you and saying, hey, I need a suite or I need tickets or I need a private entrance for my star to get into the game. Peter, this has got to be different than most Super Bowls because the level of celebrities that want to attend. Am I right? Yeah, I'm not sure any stars know who I am, but that um, but the, uh, <laughs> that might be a good um, thing. <laughs> oh, that, that's fine with me, but I, I do think that uh, there, you know, you saw that, you know, you've seen that throughout the year at SoFi. Um, this is a, you know, and, and this is a, a big event town, so clearly there is there's just massive demand. We've seen that um, we've seen that in, in sweet sales over the past year. We've seen that. In, in the work of our partner on location and selling packages around this game, there's just, there, there is, was massive demand before the teams were secured. Um, and now that demand's only increasing. So I would expect that, um, our game presentation team is going to be busy in terms of, uh, spotting celebrities on the celeb cam during this game. Um, and if the NFC championship game was any indication, it's, it'll only be up from there in terms of, star power yeah. just a few minutes left before i know i need to let you go your schedule on super bowl sunday that's always something that you kind of walk us through and i always tell you to make sure you eat and drink enough like your mom <laughs> would tell you so you don't get too tired and pass out but this is a 3.1 million square foot campus sofi stadium it is enormous you're probably going to be running all over the place but give us a sense for like how does your day unfold on super bowl sunday yeah, so it is. And, and yes, my mother definitely always appreciates that. My, my 86-year-old mother is uh, reminding me of that, as are you. So, um, But we are um, – our operation starts starts really, really early. And, you know, because it's a, a West Coast game and we're kicking off at around 3.30 Pacific, things get started even earlier. So um, our operation for our, our teammates, the, 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 the people who make Super Bowl go um, – We'll be starting their check-in around 2 a.m. So we start to check in and and get them through and processed and and onto the campus, you know, in those early morning hours. And I will be uh, I'll be over there, you know, probably around uh, 6 a.m. or so, and then we'll be off and running. And I have to to shout out the two lead ops people on our side, John Barker and Katie Keenan, who are just rock stars, who will be. Um, we'll be driving so much of this. And then you're really, you know, you feel the adrenaline of game day and you get situated in what we call NFL control, which is where we've got every department um, in the NFL uh, represented in there, all of our security partners, and we've got every, every monitor showing every part of that campus that you described, looking at people getting in and out, all of the transportation elements, and you really work through the different phases of the day. You work through that early part before you've even opened up the campus and you make sure everything's set. You do those last checks. You do a walk around before settling down into NFL control and, and get your eyes on everything. And then you feed into uh, opening the gates and feeling the energy start to swell. We've got so much for fans to do on the campus. So we're really encouraging people to come down early, get through security quickly. Um, transportation is always a, 
uh, hot button for Super Bowl very much in LA. So encouraging people to know their plans. Um, we've got significant shuttle services, partnerships with rideshare. Um, and then you build into, uh, you know, filling the bowl and then the energy and, you, and then you ride through the day and, and react to things that inevitably come up. So, um, it's just a, an amazing team, Brian, who, um, are just so good at what they do, both the team inside the NFL and the broader Super Bowl family that comes together. How big is that team? Give us a sense. I know you've talked before, and I'm always amazed. It's not an enormous team. You would think there's hundreds of people putting this together, and it's not that big. Yeah, I mean, our our direct NFL events team is about uh, 26 people. Wow. So that's a, that's a core full-time staff group. Obviously, every other department with the NFL, within the NFL, plays a very meaningful role. But then we balloon up when you talk to the other end of the spectrum, the amount of accredited credentialed people across the entire Super Bowl week in campus is about 20,000. So it's about being able to, to kind of have a great core team who then can cascade down and lead that, that, that large group of people that builds up, uh, leading up to Super Bowl week. So it's a, it's a core team. Um, you know, we do daily morning calls with about, uh, 120 people that we've had going for a while here. And that's, that's really the core nucleus of Super Bowl. Um, and then it cascades from there. All right. Before I let you go, upcoming Super Bowls, we've got Arizona next year, Las Vegas mm-hmm. the following year, and then New Orleans the year after that. So three years, you know where the Super Bowl is going to be. It seems like you do that so you can plan ahead because, you know, as I know from working with the Arizona Super Bowl host committee, this isn't something that you just plan six months out. This is years in the making. Yeah, we've really built a model where we are we are looking on that horizon, and each of those Super Bowls you described, Arizona into Las Vegas into New Orleans, are in different stages of planning, and our teams are have an eye on those. So we we're in in very good shape on our master plan for the Arizona Super Bowl, working with with Jay Perry and the host committee and the Arizona Cardinals on that. So we feel really good that we can come out of this game in Los Angeles and move towards Arizona in a great way. Las Vegas, obviously, have never done a Super Bowl there. We will learn a lot this upcoming weekend with our first big NFL major event in Las Vegas, the, the Pro Bowl, and then the draft in Las Vegas, which, which obviously we postponed due to COVID when we went virtual on the draft. So we'll learn a lot on Vegas there. And then New Orleans, very excited to get back to New Orleans for the Super Bowl, a great Super Bowl market. Uh, renovations going on, continued renovations on the Caesar Superdome. So those will be completed um, by Super Bowl down there. So each of them, it's uh, you got the different spinning plates that the team does an incredible job of preparing for uh, each of those on a rolling basis. And when do you announce Super Bowls beyond New Orleans in 2025? We'll have discussions this spring, spring of 22, with the owners committee who does uh, with whom we work on that process, and then. Um, Probably in the, uh, you know, in the next year uh, and change, we'll be looking at that next set of Super Bowls, Super Bowls 60 and 61, um, that next set of work. And then I know you've got the broadcast partners laid out for the foreseeable future because you have a new broadcast deal and ABC is going to have a couple of Super Bowls uh, in the future. That's great. Yeah, no, we are, we're obviously excited about those broadcast deals, the, the incredible partners we have on there inclusive of, of ABC and ESPN, 
uh, being back part of Super Bowl. So excited to, to work with them in that. Obviously, we work very closely with them on a number of our big events today, including Pro Bowl. Um, and the draft. So we'll, uh, we'll be building on that, uh, on their, on their Super Bowls. Peter O'Reilly, Executive Vice President of Club Business and League Events for the NFL. Follow him on Twitter at PL O'Reilly. Peter, always enjoy our conversation. Best of luck to you with this Super Bowl, and I hope I run into you. That'll be great. Thanks, Brian. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Sports Business Radio is presented by Roan, the official menswear partner of Sports Business Radio. Roan makes the absolute highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable performance-driven clothing for men. Their entire line places emphasis on active, balanced, and purpose-driven life. I love their clothing. Uh, I got to tell you, here's some of my favorite pieces that I'm wearing right now. The Guru Pant. I've got the Black Guru Pant. This is like not a jogger, which I love the jogger. It's not like sweatpants. It's something that's a little bit nicer that you can wear out. I just love the fact that I can wear these clothes anywhere and I'm super comfortable. I've got the Delta Peak polos going in my closet right now. And I just picked up the Gramercy Tech pullover, which is really warm, but also looks nice. I was at a press conference recently and I wore it to the press conference with uh, another shirt underneath that was Roan. So if you want to get in on some great clothing, visit Roan.com. That's R-H-O-N-E.com and enter the promo code SBR20, like Sports Business Radio 20, SBR20 to save 20% at checkout. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. And thanks to our partner, Molka Sports, for powering Sports Business Radio. Learn more about them online at molkasports.com. That's M-A-L-K-A sports.com. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. This and every SBR podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and your favorite listening app. Follow Sports Business Radio on Facebook, Twitter at SB Radio, Instagram at Sports Business Radio, and online at sportsbusinessradio.com. Sports Business Radio is produced by Brian Griggs and Griggs Productions, griggsproductions.com.